Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni, which is short for anonymous, over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. I would love to connect with you over there and on all my social media channels. I have now hit 100,000 likes on Facebook, which is just a lot crazy. I was going to say a little bit crazy, but it's a lot crazy. Um, my point in bringing that up is partly because it's just awesome, but also because I think it's really important for people to realize that it's not just you that struggles with this. Maybe you don't, maybe you're listening to this for other reasons, but, and it's not just me that struggles with this, but there are a lot of people who are willing to admit just a little bit through a little click of a like, um, that maybe this housekeeping stuff doesn't come as easily as everybody seems to think it comes for everybody else in the whole entire world. Um, anyway, but so I would love to connect with you. My connect page has links to all my social media channels. That's a slob slash connect. Uh, you can go to a slob slash podcasts with an S to find links to all the podcasts that I have. Um, this is podcast number 47. Even though um, there was no 45. So I'm really sorry about that. I'm embarrassed to say that. But evidently I had some sort of a brain lapse that happened when I was recording 46. And it really should have been 45. But whatever. There is no 45. I'm sorry. But I'm just going to move on with my life and make this podcast number 47. This one is about keepable resolutions. Because... As I'm recording this, it is January 7th. Hopefully this should go out on January 8th, um, which means I'm recording it a whole day ahead of time <laughs> instead of, you know, five minutes before I release it like I usually do. But anyway, um, it is January 7th and this is New Year's resolution time. Actually, by January 7th, haven't most people kind of given up on their resolutions? Um, my website uh, goes crazy the week after Christmas. It actually starts about seven o'clock on Christmas night, like the night of Christmas day on the 25th. Um, and I had no idea of that the first year that I was blogging. I just thought, Oh wow, I'm getting traffic all of a sudden. This is crazy. I didn't know why. Now I understand that that is the time of year when people go crazy for decluttering. It happened to me way before I ever started a blog I realized, I was like, man, every January, I just want to get rid of stuff. It's just part of life. I think it's this natural thing that happens because um, you're stuck inside a little bit more because it's the weather's cold, at least in North America it is. Um, And you also, a lot of times people have a little bit of time off work or at least out of the routine after Christmas, kind of that week between Christmas and New Year's tends to be out of the routine. Uh, You have a bunch of new stuff from Christmas, especially if you have kids. Kids are bringing in a lot of new stuff. That's just what happens around here at least. Um, And it just kind of all combines together with the whole, it's also a new year and everybody thinks, well, I want to get organized. And so it just kind of becomes this time for decluttering and resolutions happen, even though I tell myself they're ridiculous and I shouldn't make them anymore. And I really don't make them anymore, but it, you do just think, okay, well, I've got to start out right. You know, and I think too, it's that weight loss time of year. Everybody goes crazy for weight loss, partly because all of December for me personally, I made excuse after excuse of why it was okay to eat caramel corn and, um, 
whatever else sounded slightly appetizing to me, I just ate it. So, you know, that all those things just kind of end up going together. So I'm going to talk about keepable resolutions. But before I do that, I want to make sure that you know that through the end of January 2015, my two ebook set is on sale for $5. $5 is normally the cost of one of the ebooks. This includes 28 days to hope for your home, which is not for the mildly disorganized. And it will talk you through four basic habits that will make a huge difference in your home. Like you can go from really like a complete total overwhelming mess to, okay, I think I can do this. Um, and then also drowning in clutter, which is decluttering strategies. Um, those two eBooks together are $5 where they're normally $5 each. So, uh, that is available through the end of January. Also year one and year two are available as a set for $13. They're normally $10 a piece. So anyway, I will link to that in the show notes for this podcast number 47. Okay. So I'm going to talk about keepable resolutions. Um, I wrote about these on the blog, but I'm going to talk about them in audio form now. Um, keepable resolution number one is live in your home, which is, you know, I mean, anybody can do that, right? Because, you know, it's pretty much what we all have to do is just live wherever we live. Um, it's a no brainer, but um, my encouragement to you and the thing that I have kind of come to a place of, I guess, over the last five and a half years of slob blogging is making that something that I'm conscious of. you know, through decluttering, through improving our home, through making it easier to have habits, through developing habits that didn't exist before. um, It's just made me appreciate the fact that this is necessary. I mean, the way to do it is for me to live in my home. So I'm going to kind of break that down a little bit. Um, What I mean, uh, first of all, living, focusing on living. When I focus on my house being a complete disaster that I need to solve. And I, I have got to get this under control once and for all. I've got to get it clean from top to bottom, you know, cause that's how I used to think. That's what I thought I had to do first before it, there was any point in maintaining anything where actually it's the maintaining that comes first, like the habits, those things then make an impact, but whatever, that's another podcast that you can go back and listen to. Um, but my point is when I focus on my house and the state of my house, I get overwhelmed. The being overwhelmed causes me to get discouraged sometimes before I even start or just soon after I start. And when I let that happen, when I let my focus be on my home as a whole and oh, what a terrible state it's in and all that kind of stuff, then little projects seem pointless to me. But If I will instead focus on living and doing whatever it takes to live in our home, then that changes my perspective. Here's what I mean. So my family, we define living in our home. Like if I, if I stop and think about it, okay, what does it mean for us to live in our home? It's a place for us to be together. I mean, that's my whole goal as a mother and as you know, the one who's primarily in charge of this home. Um, So having a home that, um, we live in means that we have a place where we can sit around the table and talk. Those are my favorite times, the times when we're not in a rush. And when we just sit there for, you know, 30 minutes after everybody's done eating and we're laughing and we're talking and all that kind of stuff. Well, what do we need 
to be able to live? Well, we need a clear table that's not constantly covered in junk. I need, um, you know, a dishes, clean dishes so that we can set the table and it's not this big, huge production to set the table for us to eat around it. Um, what do I need to do that? Well, I need to do the dishes and I need to keep them done. And, you know, focusing on what it means to us to live in our home helps me be okay with doing small projects like clearing the table so that we can sit around comfortably or picking up the living room, even though the whole house is a disaster. What if I will just pick up the living room, spend, do a five minute pickup, you know, that's part of 28 days. If I do that five minute pickup, we can live better in this space as a family and sit around and watch our favorite show or whatever it is that we want to do together. Um, Focusing on living helps me see the value in the small tasks that make it easier to live in my home. Okay. Um, The next word, I'm breaking this down, is in. Live in my home. This goes back to the... um, container concept. There is a podcast on the container concept, um, which has rocked my world. Basically thinking of my home as a container and realizing that I can't have more stuff than will fit in this home. If I'm going to live in my home, I have to say, okay, what actually fits in my home? Meaning I can't have so much stuff that it bleeds out of my home or that it, you know, pushes us out of the home. If my living room is so full of stuff, keeping this family friendly, not like I say those words anyway, but really if my living room is so full of stuff that it doesn't have room for people to, then I have too much stuff. And it's not that I need a bigger house. It's just that I need to you know, realize that, Hey, my house limits how much stuff I can have. So I have to use that container concept and embrace it and say, okay, this is my house. This is what I've got. I can only have what will fit in this home, you know? And part of that is me saying, okay, when we bought this house, I had a vision. The vision did not include clutter. (laughs) It just didn't, you know, I loved the bedrooms and I loved the um, dining room because I was excited to have a designated dining space. And then I loved having a breakfast nook and I loved having, you know, well, if I, if I let those spaces that in my vision were a room with a purpose, if I let those turn into a storage room, then I've lost that space. I've lost the function that that space could have had, you know, I mean, it's great um, to have plenty of clothes to wear, but I can only fit what will fit in my home. So if I let, you know, if my living room is covered with, um, you know, if my couch, if we can't sit on it because I've got so much unfolded laundry sitting on it, well, then that means that I'm not able to live in the living room. We're not able to sit in the living room, which is the purpose of the living room. And I totally am rambling now, but I, I hope the point is living in my home means that I can't have more than will fit in my home and fit in each unique and individual space. Okay. Um, next 
is the next part of live in your home is the word your. I'm switching this to my. And um, this is one of those things for me that I really struggled with. I always, because I never thought I would be a slob for the rest of my life. I mean, I never, I always thought it had to do with whatever life phase I was in. Um, it made me think that, okay, well, once I get to the next phase of life, then I won't be a slob anymore. So I just kind of lived for that next phase of life. You know, I always kept things because I thought, well, I may need this, you know, once someday when I have a bigger house, then I will, um, you know, I'll be able to have a place for this. And of course I'll need it, you know? Um, and so I would, I never lived right where I was right then. And I really regret that. I mean, my husband and I, when I look back at our first apartment and I have those memories of an entire room of it being a huge embarrassment because it was just piled to the ceiling with boxes and the fact that we would have people over for dinner and I would just kind of excuse the fact that our dining area had boxes piled up along the sides of the wall. And for some reason I was just able to block that out because you know, well, that's, that's for someday when we get a house, but we lived in our apartment for two years two years of basically living in a storage unit. And somehow that was okay to me when it turns out that once we finally did move all that stuff, which it cost a lot more to move it because there was so much, then I was getting rid of so much of it and still had too much. You know, I mean, there's just, I wish that I would have lived in that apartment instead of having too much stuff in that apartment more than it could. (coughs) excuse me, more than it could easily contain, but I had it in there because I thought I needed it for the next phase of life. Well, I think the big slap in the face was, well, I basically live in the house now where this is the one that we're going to be in forever. Probably I have dreams of, you know, a pool and a pond and all that kind of stuff. But, um, it's probably, you know, there's a really good chance that this will be our house for the rest of our life. And so once we got into this house, and it didn't become any easier just because I was in this house. Well, then that's when I had to make that adjustment and say, okay, I need to live here. I can't start, you know, as soon as things are cluttered and I have too much stuff, <clears throat> I started dreaming about, well, maybe we need another house. Maybe this isn't the house, you know? And then that's what made me realize, okay, no matter where I am, I need to live there in that house, whatever stage of life I'm in, that's the one I need to be in. And I just need to have the stuff that I need for that. Cause guess what? Stuff comes and goes. It comes a whole lot more easier, a whole lot more easily than it goes for me. It seems like, um, but stuff comes and goes. And a lot of times, well, you know what? I'd really rather have a new one anyway, whenever I finally get to that stage of life. And Oh, why did I keep this, you know, $3 toaster that I got at a garage sale when I was going to college? When guess what? We've got a family of five now and I would really like a toaster that makes more than two pieces of toast at one time, but whatever. Um, so the idea is just to embrace wherever it is that I am and live there in, in that house right now, whatever my house is. And home is the last word, live in your home, focusing on the fact that this is a home. The home is about people. You know, when people decide, when people are, you know, going home for Christmas, they're not just going home to look at the, <coughs> to look at the paintings on the wall or to, um, I did say paintings, not panties, but anyway, the paintings on the wall, um, they're not going to just look at the structure of the home. They're going to see the people. 
I'm really not choked up. I just ate popcorn earlier. Sorry. Um, but it's the people that matter and focusing on people, not stuff shifts my attachment to that stuff. When I go, wait a minute, why do I want to keep this, all this stuff, all these clothes that just make it harder for my daughter to keep her room clean? You know, I mean, and then when her room's not as clean, then she's not able to have people over and that affects her life. You know, she wants to have her friends over. So why don't I get rid of stuff to help make it easier for her to, you know, focus on people and not on the stuff. It's just this kind of crazy roundabout thing. Okay. I'm also gonna talk about one more keepable resolution. And this one's super duper easy, but super duper not easy because that's how it goes for me. Um, and that is giving myself permission to get rid of stuff. I hate, hate is a really strong word. I know that you shouldn't use it, but sometimes I think that my, um, nice girl upbringing, which I'm very thankful for, um, makes me feel like there's something wrong with me just not liking something like, well, isn't that wrong? If I just don't like that, you know, that can opener that doesn't work that great anymore. It just gets on my nerves because it's, you know, it opens the can in a way that's different than what I would like it to do. Um, you know, or that I paid all that money for that painting and I loved it when I bought it. But now every time I look on, look at it, it just gets on my nerves. Like my style has changed. I don't like that anymore. And somehow that, I think that feeling of, oh, I don't like that item somehow feels like I'm doing something wrong to not like something. You know, I mean, I, I was taught to be nice. I was taught to, I'm Southern. I was taught to be friendly and kind and, and not to be rude and hateful. Well, so I think sometimes I think that that emotion of just flat out not liking something, I resist that. But the truth is, it's okay for me to say, you know what? I don't like the way this can opener works. So I'm going to stick it in the donate box so it can go to somebody who maybe does like the way that can opener works or who's desperate enough for a can opener that they don't care how it works as long as it works, you know? Um, but just letting myself get rid of stuff that I hate. You know, when I put on a shirt and I go, oh, this falls at exactly the wrong place on my hips. You know, it's just not, it just falls wrong. It just isn't good. Well, and every time I put it on, it gets on my nerves and it makes me mad. And I think, oh, I don't like this. And so I never end up wearing it. But for some reason, I keep it because that just feels wasteful and wrong. And, you know, no, it's okay for me to get rid of something that I hate. If I hate it, I'm going to get rid of it. And so that's kind of one of my things for this year is just to say, okay, I'm going to act on that emotion, that feeling that I get, and I'm going to embrace it and just say, you know what? I don't like this and it's okay for me to not like it. I'm going to get rid of it because I got enough stuff in my house that I could get rid of a lot and be perfectly fine. I doubt I'm going to, you know, anything bad is going to happen because I got rid of this, but it's okay to just say, I don't like it. I'm getting rid of it. Okay. Um, okay. I am going to stop there and I would love to hear though about your personal resolutions. If you have any, um, I would love to hear how you're doing in your own decluttering efforts. Um, and I would love to have any kind of feedback, um, through email. You can email me at a slob comes clean.com. 
Um, I'm also going to put the um, survey link in the show notes for this podcast number 47 that you can find at aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts. Um, I'm going to put the link to that survey. That survey is um, what I use through my podcast hosting company anyway to do um, to look into doing advertisements on the podcast. I know I'm asking a ton of you to even be willing to do that, but I'm so thankful to those of you who've already done it. Um, I have to have a certain number of survey responses before they will even consider letting me do advertising on my podcast. But as most of y'all know, and I think most people are, have been very understanding. This is my business. Um, I started out the blog just to, you know, have a way to get myself focused, but I always wanted to blog as a business. I didn't know this would be the one that turned out to be my real blog. Um, but when I did that, I just really, um, oh, oh, so I guess my point is I spent a lot of time on the blog, the podcasts and the blog posts and the social media and the videos and all the different things that I do. There's no way for me to justify doing that without it being my job, my business. And to do that, I have to, you know, for it to be a job, it has to actually make money. So anyway, um, just putting that out there and I would greatly appreciate it. I do appreciate the support from so many of you who have filled out that survey and I would greatly appreciate it. Um, okay. Thanks so much for joining me again. This is podcast number 47. And, um, I also want to make sure I mention that, uh, giving God the worst of me is my newest ebook that is completely free. It is basically the spiritual side of this journey that I've had through blogging. Um, and honestly, I would think that it is really not what you would assume a slob bloggers spiritual journey would be because it's based, it's really not about, um, the clutter. It's about openness and you know, what God has dealt with me about as far as being open about my weaknesses and letting him use that. However, he wants to use it because, that is so not how I would have done things, but I'm so thankful for this journey that God's brought me on. So that is available. I will link to that in the show notes as well, and I will see you next week. Bye.